but let's get to our next guest, and that's Kathleen Smith, a principal at Renaissance Capital. Welcome to the show, Kathleen. Thank you. All right, so we've seen a number of companies going public uh, spiking this year. Uh, I saw some of the data that you sent over. What are the reasons we're seeing this rush to go public? Is it because there's so much liquidity out there and the risk on trades going full force? Well, there is a lot of liquidity. There's no doubt about that. But I think other things are happening in the IPO market that has made it very robust this year and it sort of built up from last year. And that is that there's so many private companies that have stayed private for a really long time. And their investors, the private investors in these companies just don't want to wait any longer. They have to return capital to their limited partners. So this whole buildup of unicorns, I'll call them the really highly valued companies are starting to come out into the market. And the market's been very constructive. It certainly doesn't hurt to have the Fed keeping interest rates low because equity markets have performed really well. And we've had a constructive IPO market. When it gets a little overheated, we see that uh, some of the pricing gets adjusted and we're seeing overall really strong returns. So the reason is there've been so many big companies locked in and they're coming out now in a receptive market. Yeah, and uh, if you look at the numbers, this is a cyclical type of uh, thing that happens, right? When uh, markets are doing well, the economy is starting to grow, uh, everybody gets a little bit more comfortable. You've got technological advances, I think, that are really behind a lot of the push. But when you look at this many, uh, you know, names coming out and going public in a specific time frame, does that send a little red flag up sometimes? Oh, you really have to worry about that. I think what happened, what happens in a lot of markets is if the economy slows down for these kinds of com companies. Now, the companies that tend to go public tend to be growth companies. So even in inflationary times or with higher interest rates, which does affect the present value of future cash flows, if a company can raise prices or it's built into the processes of business, then uh, you have, there's some of these companies that will defy even rising interest rates. So I think that you can look for growth companies where if they have pricing power. And I think we're seeing that in the kinds of companies that come out. But the worry you have is, is there going to be too many me too companies or so too much competition? If companies, businesses have to scale back, you know, you want to make sure that you don't own the companies that are ones that are, uh, you know, they're competing on price and could be eliminated in budget cuts if the economy gets low. So we always worry about way too much issuance. I mean, we have had this period of time has, we've had more issuance in the regular way I, IPO market than during the internet bubble time. So we're well over a hundred billion raised, which was the high water mark back in 99, 2000. And if you add in SPACs, it looks like we're in, we've increased this year, the number of companies that are public by about 25%. So there are a lot of choices for investors. You don't have to feel like, oh, I've got to run after this or that. There's an awful lot of product that's coming to the market. And for you know anyone interested in analyzing and doing valuations and all that, this is a very good stock picker's market right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, just looking through the, uh, the ETF that you guys have, IPO, uh, you know, heavily technology-based, as you mentioned. But one thing that stuck out, there's a lot of healthcare in there. And then financials, uh, up 9% or about 9% of the fund. 
Is that one of those areas because of the fintech space and the online brokers getting into the space that's causing uh, a lot of companies in that particular area to go IPO? What this uh, ETF does, it, it holds a basket of about 100 newly public companies and their companies, the top holdings are companies like Snowflake, that's a technology company, Uber, Moderna with the vaccine company, CrowdStrike in security. So it's whatever is in those re that recent group that it's going to capture. So FinTech is a part of these new companies. Now, these are companies that are not in the S&P 500. I mean, they just included Tesla in the S&P 500. Right. And certainly they're way underrepresented in any other ETF. So this is a way for investors to own a portfolio of these new names that tend to be higher growth. They do tend to be tech oriented, but not all of them. And they roll out after they get old enough on these quarterly rebalances. So the thing about uh, newly public companies is they are more volatile than established companies, but they can produce really strong returns. In 2020, for example, this ETF was up over 100%. So the fact that it's still uh, doing well, still positive, I think we're at five or 6% so far this year, is a strong sign of you know a good portfolio. And it gives uh, investors something that is uh, temper, tempts down, tamps down, the volatility because you own a portfolio of them and then you can benefit from you know the larger ones get larger in the etf as their size grows so it's a good portfolio there's not a lot of overlap if you look against the s p mm -hmm. 500 or major benchmark indices it's a way to get new names in the new economy yeah. and perhaps uh, less risk than single stocks which can you know people got shook out of apple and amazon over the years it's pretty hard sometimes to ride those tigers on their own and so it's a little better to approach it with uh, a portfolio yeah uh yeah a little less a uh, little less risk averse but we've had some big names come out recently rivian portillo's i'm a big fan chicago guy live here so uh portillo's i know well what uh, uh, give me a couple names that you're looking forward to into the end of the year and into 2022 that you're excited about Sure. Well, yeah, uh, the uh, it's amazing that these restaurant chains, which we hadn't seen for a while, came out like Portillo's, like Dutch Bros. Those were two chains that the key attraction there is fast turnout. Uh, both of these companies have, uh, I think in the case of Portillo's or Dutch Brothers, they have a double drive through so you can get in and out and right. get your sandwich right away. That's really important. And so these are new concepts in food delivery. And one that is somewhat like these, although I do like the profitability of Portillo's and Dutch Bros, but Sweet Greens is coming out. That's a, a fast turnaround, uh, fast order mm -hmm. salad chain. Mm -hmm. Popular, uh, good food. Uh, uh, it looks like very good economics, still not a profitable company, but fast growing. So we would identify that one that one's going to come out next week okay and it's worth taking a look at i i we, we're still doing our homework on that i would say a little further into the end of the year we think we might see instacart oh, okay. an amazing company food delivery we're also looking at uh the food companies like chobani it looks like may come out possibly waymo the uh -huh. autonomous driving platform of uh, alphabets so there there are just so many uh to look at and 
if you own the ETF, you know, you can look at it on your own and do the homework, or if you yeah. own the ETF, they will factor the largest, most liquid ones. They'll factor in at our rebalances. So you'll see many of those new names, as long as they are large enough, they will get into that product. So you'll, you'll, we will own some of these oh. uh, in, at our quarterly rebalance. So it will happen in time. Okay, great. Great rundown here. The IPO market looks like it's going to stay hot into the end of the year. Appreciate uh, the rundown here, Kathleen. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Uh, that's Kathleen Smith, a principal at Renaissance Capital.